In a world where fans are forever restless, the rules are ever-changing, and you have to be told just how much your favorite team blows to rise above the rest. Welcome to the Couch Coaches with your hosts, Lacey Kay and Drew Hale. What is that in the... Can, can you see that? I... It's already... But it's getting close. Oh my god, no shit. The couch coaches are back. What's going on, guys? <laughs> I, I didn't even lazy. know where you were going there. This is Drew, as always. And What's going on, guys? I mean, it seems like forever, unfortunately, even though it's been, what, a week and a half? Yeah, too but, long. I mean, too it's long. too long to be separated from you guys, and it's been breaking my heart, but thankfully, we're back with our next episode. With a vengeance. Right? And we're ready to fucking rock. I don't know about you, Drew, but I am pumped. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. I mean, we're fucking swearing and shit already. This is I great. Know. We're 40 seconds in swearing. Episode 26. Fucking swear day. Yeah. I, well, I, miss, I missed our viewers. I missed our viewers. I missed doing this. You know, I just I'm, missed swearing. <laughs> so, and so much has happened. I'm just amped up, ready to go. What about you? Yeah, no doubt. Uh, absolutely. Excited to uh, excited to talk about a week and a half worth of shit. Uh, <clears throat> got some more Rushmores to really hammer out, which will be great. Uh, almost buttoned up with Rushmores. Only have a few more teams to go, and then we'll be done with that uh, pre-start uh, pre of the regular season, hopefully. And, um, you know, got some more exciting stuff coming. So Yeah, I mean, within the next two weeks, we got, we're going to finish off the Rushmores. We're going to do our updated division winners and who we expect to, you know, make the playoffs in that, like we, like we stated earlier. Um, we're going to do our predictions for the award winners for the upcoming season before the season gets counted off. And we're still going to do our all Pac-Man and Stargirl teams before the season starts, or by the beginning of the season. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm amped up. Football's right here. <coughs> it's right here. Oh, it's it's upon us. I mean, you know, we've been watching it. It's been going through some uh, some nice preseason games, some very interesting, gutsy preseason moves by some teams. Maybe keeping some players in there for a little longer, and some teams really not giving a shit. Preseason game three. Um, I know that a lot of squads I saw this past week for preseason game three kind of just put their worst case scenario team out yeah. there, you know. So uh, that was really interesting to see. It is really interesting because normally week three is used as the dress rehearsal, and then mm -hmm. the backups, the people fighting for roster spots, play week four. But because of that reason, you've half the teams have still done that, but the other half have chosen to play either most of their starter. I mean, not play most of their starters, or you know. All of their starters, like they're not taking that chance, and we're not right. going to see them until the preseason. Well, I saw a I mean, play uh, over. when uh, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> I saw a play on uh, in the Carolina game where Cam Newton went to dive for He's more yards. He looked like he was diving into a pool. <clears throat> I thought he, I thought he literally broke his neck. I mean, looking at that, uh, looking at that highlight and going through it, I mean, it literally like the way he landed on his head, and like first of all. The dumbest maneuver ever by a player in the history of preseason. Diving forward, head, head first, first, for an extra yard or two in a preseason pre game yeah. that's irrelevant. Yeah. <clears throat> Especially when you're a quarterback. Because you need to remember, as a starting quarterback in a preseason game, you're most likely playing against a defense that has a lot to prove. Yeah. You're playing against linebackers and corners and safeties that are second, third string guys you know, that may be on the practice squad in two weeks. Who the hell knows, right? Because they're fighting for that spot on the team. They're fighting for a starting gig. They're fighting to prove their worth. So they're giving it 110%. You know what I mean? So they're not letting up. Don't think they're going to tap you. And, uh, you know, for him to do that was just completely insane. I mean, we... Not we to get into that necessarily, but We don't but fully it was crazy. trash Cam Newton like we do others like Joe Flacco or anything like, like that. Like Joe Flacco and Joe Flacco. And we trash Joe Flacco yeah, a little bit. I mean, and, and Joe Flacco. Oh, yeah. But, do you remember... Who's that other guy? Ryan Tannehill, too. Yeah, him too. Yeah, him too. I forgot um, that he's a new quarterback, actually. But, no, like, this is the kind of stuff we talk about. Because when we do bring up something with Cam Newton, it usually has to do with basing around decisions he makes and his intelligence. And he goes in a week two preseason game, week three preseason game. And, like I said, looks like he's trying to dive into a pool because he jumps over defender <clears> and <throat> goes in head first, lands on his head neck area, and then he's, you know... Treated on the sideline to make sure everything's okay. Know, like, yeah. he, like when you said, when it doesn't matter for him. Like it makes no sense. If he would have gotten hurt and missed time, okay. Oh yeah. It would be so much. It's such a bigger story. And yeah, of course. We'd be roasting the dude. Yeah, no one's talking about it because he didn't get hurt. But it doesn't make his decision any smarter. No. You know what I mean? He's still an idiot. 
But no, you know, there's a lot of stuff going on. We're going to talk about some of the storylines going on. I can't wait to touch on the Jalen Ramsey GQ article. It's been burning me inside until we can talk about it. Are you trying to start with that? No, I'm not starting with that. I'm saving saving that. And then we're going to go... I'm just going to name some preseason winners and losers. Nothing big. We're not going to take up much time with that. Um, But just who's been performing consistently good week in, week out. Um, But I guess we'll get started with some news. Yeah, that's it. All right, so Julius Thomas retired. Mm -hmm. Officially retired. Yep. uh, To go... Get his uh, doctorate, go back to school, get his doctorate in yep. psychology and brain trauma. Yep. So he's retiring the game to then go study the effects of playing the game. Yep, yep. I think that's quite interesting. I mean, I think that's good for him. He's only 30 years old. He was a good tight end for a couple seasons there, and people thought, you know, if he found the right team, but he never really took off after he moved. Um, but no, I mean, good for him. I think if you're going to leave the sport early, I think... I mean, the next best thing you could do is go get a degree, especially if you're talking about a doctorate sure. in psychology. You know what I mean? And again, he's trying to stay involved. Yeah, right? absolutely. I mean, he's trying to stay involved in the game. He's trying to help with, with head trauma and, you know, things like that that people are experiencing, uh, you know, after they're done playing. Uh, but yeah, no, that's cool. I'm down for it. Um, so on to a little bit other news. Des Bryant was given an offer by the Browns. One year, five million. less yeah. than $5 million, and he declined it. So he's hoping for a better offer. I don't know if he's going to get it. Obviously, you don't like it. You just call him an idiot underneath your breath. Um, <clears throat> I don't think he's going to get really more than a one-year deal at most places. And, I mean, he's been showing some love to the Patriots. So I don't know if he's trying to get picked up by the Patriots since the Patriots don't really have any receivers. I'm not quite sure. But that happened this in the past couple of days, which surprised me somewhat. I think it's surprising on both sides because I thought, I mean, the Browns don't really need him, but I thought the contract would be a little bit more than that. And I'm surprised Dez declined it when really that's the only team they that's been talking about possibly signing him. So since, since Baltimore, yeah. So I don't really I, know. I don't think I think it's crazy when you look at it because with Josh Gordon coming back, right, saying he's coming back, he's off know, the NFI yeah. list now. <clears throat> yep. So he's eligible to practice mm-hmm. this week. Uh, you know, which is great for football. Period. Yeah. But you know, I think that you know with Josh Gordon coming back, with having Jarvis Landry, you know, they've got a. They've got a pretty solid receiving core right now. Their running backs have looked very solid in the preseason. Uh, Yeah, right? Baker Mayfield has probably been... very solid between Taylor and Mayfield. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, Tyrod Taylor, in my opinion, is is underrated. He's always been a very consistent quarterback. He's the guy that's not going to lose you a football game necessarily. Same kind of thing. Uh, He's been pretty accurate. And uh, Baker, I think, has shown a lot of the same. Baker Mayfield has been... has had. He's probably the rookie that's... Probably one of the rookies that have impressed me the most this preseason, you know what I mean, as we're watching him play. He's played a lot more than others, but uh, but yeah, the snaps that he got, I thought he made great decisions uh, overall, and uh, yeah, I mean, I don't think that Des Bryant adds dramatically to that roster. I think it was a pity play to some degree on the Browns uh, to see if, hey, maybe, you know, somebody goes out, maybe we have an injury, we got Des, blah, 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 you know, we, we really go three out. Um, they don't really... Uh, Who's our tight end? Njoku. I was just going to bring him up. You know, he's been having a little bit of problems during camp, but he's been showing up in the games. I mean, and he looks very promising as a second-year tight end, um, and that just gives him another weapon. And their defense has looked outstanding so far in the preseason. Yeah, so I don't know that... <clears throat> so I don't even know that we're going to see a whole lot of... Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know why the Browns offered the guy, to be honest you know with what? you. You want to wanna know why they offered him? Because... Right now, they can. The Browns haven't done anything in years. And if you would have talked about a year or two ago, them trying to get Des Bryant, you would have laughed. You know what I mean? Sure. Now they have a very solid to good team all around. Yep. They're going to be competing as long as they all mesh well together. They have the cap room. So if you can add, quote unquote, Des Bryant to a one-year, $5 million deal with other town around, he could be the number three or whatever. And you know, just add that extra bolster to back up. As long as you don't think he's going to poison the locker room, which I don't think he would, then, I mean, if you're the Browns after so many years of misery, like, why not? You know, the rich get richer, right? We see it with a lot of teams. Might as well when you can. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. I don't know why he declined it either. I mean, I I was shocked they offered it, but after they offered it, I don't really know why he didn't do it again. I mean, it could be a respect thing in which then I understand why he declined it. But if it it. is, then why'd go? Well, my, my, my only point is now we're talking about two weeks. Less than two weeks. He's obviously the, praying an injury until the season starts, and uh, he might have gotten that. Did you? See, Marquise Lee got carted off tonight. Correct. They don't know the injury yet. Marquise Lee got carted off tonight. Jacksonville was already lackluster in the receiving mm-hmm. department, Correct. and I said yeah. when Des Bryant first became a free agent, 
from a mentality attitude standpoint wise, he'd be great in Jacksonville. So I would love to see him go to Jacksonville. Please let that happen. Please don't let Marky Slee be hurt. He's on my fantasy team. <laughs> but uh, but no, you're, you're already he's their starter. Luck, I know Darius guys, Marky Slee. I hope he's not hurt that bad. But yeah, yeah, yeah crazy. All right, but um, that happened. What's next, someone who didn't decline an offer, AP signed with the Washington. Woo! Um, and you know he only played one preseason game. That backfield committee is completely open to find a starter. But first preseason game, eleven carries, fifty six yards. You know. It's it's pretty good after he didn't really do much of last year between Arizona and New Orleans and you know I I I would like to see him come back and at least have a solid year even if it is for the Redskins which all our viewers know I detest you know what I mean hmm. I would love to see someone as big as AP still go out with a pretty good year instead of it, his career ending like it would have if he didn't play this year you know I think I think what we're gonna see is it, <clears throat> it's funny too because when you get Alex Smith and AP on the same team you think Alex Smith Jamal Charles. Uh, when Jamal Charles was healthy and, and really doing well in Kansas City, uh, you know, Alex Smith had some of his best years. You know, it's it's actually the years that Alex Smith didn't have to rely on wide receiver weapons. You know, there was a point in the season, a point in the season where, uh, what, he went 12 games without a, re- a touchdown to a wide receiver, uh, which was super, like, unheard of, crazy. But, um, <clears throat> but yeah, so I think that's what they're, they're probably trying to replicate a little bit. They got Thompson in the backfield, who's, you know, more of a passing threat, obviously, than anything, or, you know, out and of the backfield. And they got Samaj uh, rookie last year, North South. <coughs> they have, uh, I can't remember the other running back. Uh, I don't care. I, I don't care. I can't remember his name. He was drafted the year before. He he was supposed to be the next running back. Then it was Parajne. Then C.J. Thompson was a receiving back, and now they went and got uh, Geis, and now he's injured, mm-hmm. and so now they went with AP. I don't really think AP is going to be there more than this year, though. I like, doubt it. They're just bringing even him in if for he the has aggression. a good year. Because if he has a good year, he's not going to want to be a backup. Guys will come back next year. They're going to want him to be the younger, yeah, better back. Of course. So, but I hope that AP does solid to good this year, and then it, he goes to even a better team next year. Because I don't want to see him with the Redskins more than I have to. Yeah, right. 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 Um, you don't want to play AP twice a year. Also, this one near and dear, close to my heart. I don't know if you've seen Travis Frederick. He's been out for a little while now. But um, it's been, it's come out that he's been diagnosed. I hope I'm saying this right, right with Guillain-Barre syndrome, which is a um, autoimmune disease, a rare auto, autoimmune disease, and it uses uh, the immune system to attack his nerve nerve system. Um, and he thought it was just pinch a consistent pinched nerve problem. They did uh, find it relatively early, and on top of that, mm. with his him being younger and an athlete, it shouldn't affect him as much. But until then, he's out until the doctors feel like he can come back. It's a shame to see that happen to the best center in football. Um, I know I show him a lot more offensive line love than you do. But on top of that, he plays for the best offensive line in football. And you're missing out on that all-pro center. Missing from that line. That line's still going to be good, but it's not going to be like it was. It's going to hurt that Dallas team. Yeah, you know... Especially when you're looking at Zeke Elliott uh, coming back and looking for a monster year, obviously after last year in the suspension, and uh, you know you need it more than others. You know, speaking of speaking of seeing things like that, I also had an opportunity to see Dak Prescott's penis uh, uh, earlier today. Uh, I or don't know where yesterday. you're going with this. And I so there was a leaked picture of uh, of Dak Prescott. Uh, there was a leaked picture of Dak Prescott. Uh, was the news? Uh, story headline that I saw, right? So upon clicking it, it said leaked picture graphic detail. So I'm like, ooh, he's like punching his wife in the fucking mouth or whatever, girlfriend in the mouth or something. Click it. Nope. Selfie Dak Prescott penis. So, uh, so. Now, I mean, I don't really want to get too much into the story apparently, but what could, like, was it clearly Dak Prescott? Did you see it was Dak Prescott? It was his face. His face was in it. I mean, it, oh, okay. lo- it looked his like face, Dak Prescott. Yeah. Face was in it. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, it definitely looked like Dak Prescott. Uh, I didn't look at the picture very long, to be honest with you, so <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I wasn't studying it. Like, oh, it's quite firm. I, Girth I, is appropriate. I didn't see it. Um, but, uh, but yeah, when I saw that, I thought that was hysterical. So, uh, and listen, good, good for you, Dak, getting some dick pics out there in the wild. But, Leave it to uh, you, you know, to whatever. bring TMZ into our show. <laughs> yeah, man, listen, TMZ little crazy, uh, crazy TMZ headline. I just thought it was funny. You started talking about the Cowboys. It just made me think of it. Like as soon as you yeah, said I'm it. talking about 
the best center in football having a, a serious autoimmune disease, and you're like, so Dak Prescott's penis. Yeah, listen, like, dude, I just saw the dude's dong today. It's a little traumatizing. I'm drinking now. I don't know what to uh, do. Oh, my God. All right, so we're going to end this news portion with the two biggest things, and I'm now ready to talk about Jalen Ramsey's GQ article. Listen, I read this. And I absolutely loved it. And I've been dying inside to talk about it on dying this show. Inside. I mean it. To talk about it on this show. Okay. <laughs> and so now passionate. I'm getting the chance. I love Jalen it. Ramsey, when you, I mean, you've done some dumb things already, but when I kick you off the show, he's going to take your place. <laughs> because for the most part, he agrees with a lot of how we feel about some of these quarterbacks, <clears throat> both good and bad. Okay. Maybe not to the passions as we explain it, but overall, and even though there are a few that I disagree on, I agree mostly and he'd be the perfect replacement for you. Oh, thanks. Yeah. Appreciate that. Um, so Jalen Ramsey. He's got you, better ball skills for sure. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he, <laughs> I'm not getting into this. I was going to say something, but I'm not going to get into it on this show. Um, so have you read the article? Yes. Okay. So what I thought would be fun. Briefly. Briefly. It's a good article. I read the whole thing. I, I just went through his quarterback right He opened it, it up with hysterical. how um, his girlfriend was talking trash about how her family would beat his family in any competition, and he calls up his dad, and they're both like hyped up into it already because he I doesn't see play that. around with that. I can see that. Um, but no, it was a good article, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to name a good bit of these quarterbacks that they mm-hmm. named in the article, and I want you to tell me how you feel, and I'll tell you how my boy Ramsey feels, my oh, number okay. one corner. All right, so Great. Joe Flacco. Trash. He sucks, according to Ramsey. Josh Allen. Uh, too soon to tell, but if I have to give a good or suck grade, right now I'll go suck. All right, so agreed. It is way too early to be roasting this quarterback, but right now he says Josh Allen is trash. Yeah. Okay. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Goat. Quote, doesn't suck. Tom Brady. Obviously, goat as well. Quote, doesn't suck. All right. Marcus Mariota. Uh, he could probably use some more talent around him and have some consistency, a coach, an offensive coordinator, and he probably could be good, but uh, I guess if you have to take him in. No, you know, just him as a person, just him as a quarterback, I'll say pretty good. He said great for that team. Okay. Okay. He, he, Tyrod Taylor. That's a good good point. Yeah. Way to put it. Way to put it. Tyrod? Oh, I love Tyrod Taylor. He said good. Jimmy G. Uh, I can't imagine that he had anything good to say about Jimmy G, but, uh, <clears throat> but no, Jimmy G's the man. He called him a system and scheme quarterback. That's Deshaun Watson. Probable. Great. Future MVP. Carson yeah. Wentz. Phenomenal. Yeah. Future MVP. Philip Rivers. Underrated. Pretty good. Jared Goff. Your boy. Uh, I'm sure he had some garbage to say about Goff. I'm thinking I remember him saying something shitty, but I love Jared Goff, obviously. Average to above average. Hmm, I'll take it. Dak Prescott. Yeah, good. I quote, good, all right, okay. <laughs> um, Kirk Cousins. For as much shit as I give him, he's a good quarterback. He said, good, also a winner. Matt Ryan. Uh, pretty good, overrated maybe. Overrated <clears throat> is what he said. Drew Brees. Oh, phenomenal. Yeah, really great. good, he said. Derek Carr. Mm, I need him to stay healthy, but good. He said Derek Carr is good. Russell Wilson. Great. He said, good. He come And then he, he goed on, and I'll, I'll finish with these last quarterbacks. He said, Eli and Big Ben are good because of their receivers, um, meaning Antonio Brown and Odell Beckham Jr. And then... Well... I I disagree with him there. On Eli exclusively. Because I don't think Eli's good. Period. But, I mean, who did... I mean, prior to... uh, OBJ. Prior to OBJ, I mean, Victor Cruz. That defense. Victor Cruz was probably his best receiver. uh, You know, so I don't know about that. But go on. Um, And then, when asked about Blake Bortles, he he kind of compared him without actually saying he's like him to Nick Foles. Because he said, Nick Foles was good in that playoff rush last year when they won the Super Bowl and in the Super Bowl. But that's what he really gave him credit for, just that time period. And when he asked about Blake Bortles, he's like, he, he works... Because of the system, and we support him. But I found it interesting that in the article, he says the number ones don't go up against each other. So the number one defense goes up against the number two offense, and the number one offense goes up against the number two defense in practice and in training camp. Because Jalen Ramsey says, I quote, we don't want to hurt his confidence. And I'm like, I don't know how much. Did he actually say that? Yeah, I don't know how <clears throat> much it is on bashing Bortles as much as it is just being overly confident in that defense and him thinking he's going to ruin any quarterback's confidence. So wait, he said that. Wait, that is strange. 
They don't. So in in Jacksonville practice and training camps, the number one offense, the number ones does not don't go, go up on. against each other. The number one on either side goes up against another number two on the other side. I mean that makes sense to help improve the number two. You know what I mean? Because you put the number two on number two all the time. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? No one's ever gonna get better, right? Um, so I see that. I see that. But he says it's because they don't want to. Part hurt of the his reason confidence. is because they don't want to hurt his confidence. And I, like I said, I don't know if that's so much as him bashing Bortles, well, which is how <clears throat> Bortles is fucking garbage. Bortles but, is garbage. Um, but it also could be Jalen Ramsey just being like, listen, trash. we're the best defense in the league. We're going to hurt any quarterback's confidence, yeah, and yeah. we're not trying to yeah, do yeah. that. Yeah, listen, Jalen, uh, Jalen, that was a good article by the uh, second best corner on that team. Wow. Uh, the best corner on that team. But uh, whatever, listen. Boye, I love you, buddy. You know, that's the next one we have to put <coughs> up I online. want A.J. Boye so, you know, on We're here. now tied on our polls on our, on our Facebook I know. Page. I, I, I had a landslide victory, and then you came back with a tie yeah, after so back-to-back. This, is, this should be the next one. A.J. Boye versus Jalen. Ramsey. Well, the problem is no one's. All right, whatever. Sure. No. Well, yeah, Jalen's gonna win because people are gonna literally just look at that poll and be like, "Oh, I heard, uh, I heard fucking Stephen A. Smith talking about Jalen Ramsey and how he's good, so I'm gonna pick Jalen Ramsey." You know what I mean? Like, I just uh, nothing against our fans, by the way. I'm not like I didn't simulate putting a hockey helmet and a drill bit on. Are you saying in front our fans are sheeple? <laughs> I hope so. That'd be sick uh, if we were getting a cult, but. Um, but no, man. Listen, I'm just saying that uh, I feel like the average fan, um, unless they've gotten a lot smarter listening to me talk about AJ Boye. Wow. But you know, if they're listening to your garbage, they're well, gonna pick. Garbage. They're okay. gonna pick Jalen Ramsey, and that's well. Listen, we'll we'll go with the poll. We'll go with the. You poll. know what? I'm, I'm gonna. Let's I, do it. I'd rather have Jalen Ramsey and AJ Boye fist fight and <laughs> see. Like, uh, I think. Well, I mean, I think I think Jalen Ramsey will win because he's more aggressive. I think he's just more aggressive. But, um, but no, going back to the list, I mean, I agree with most of most of what he said. Like, I like Derek Carr, but again, like you said, he has to stay healthy. Russell Wilson's a good quarterback. I mean, I can kind of see the Blake Foles, Nick Foles, I mean, Blake Bortles, Nick Foles comparison. Um, Eli, I'm not a big fan of either, like you were talking about. I mean, his defense is what won in those two Super Bowls. You know what I mean? And his defense on and, paper and the right David now Tyree should be great. The one Super Bowl, you know what I mean? Um Big Ben, he now he won without Antonio Brown. I was gonna say, right, yeah, he, he won, won without he Antonio won, Brown and Lego. Yeah, so he he <clears> won <throat> without them. But I can understand right now him saying he's good because of his his receivers and his offense. Right now, I would agree. Um, and like like I said, we've trashed not trashed, we've disagreed with the mainstream when it came to Josh Allen and this rookie quarterback. But he's a rookie quarterback. We got to see where he goes forward. Um, we have dissed Joe Flacco considerably because um, he's, he's put. <laughs> that's I guess that's. A, that, what? Is this a kid's show now? Yeah, he's pup. Okay. Um, Poopoo doo doo. I hate you. We have talked about, I have at least talked about how Matt Ryan can be overrated because mm-hmm. one year he's on point, looks like an MVP candidate. The next year, it's like he's basic, barely a starter. So, I mean, he flip flops way too much. We have talked about maybe Jimmy G being too ahead of the game. Like, we'll see how much of it is hype and how much is actually him. But we've bragged about Carson once. We bragged about Deshaun Watson and Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Um, We've given credit to Philip Rivers, Tyrod Taylor, um, and I mean you've trashed Kirk Cousins, but he went to Minnesota, yeah, and you like Alex right. Smith more, so I could see it. But I have given credit to Kirk Cousins. We talk about how great Drew Brees is, so I mean for the most part, he—if anything, if I don't replace you, he should just be our third host. Yeah, he should come be our on, third host, Jalen. Let's bring it, baby. Right. Um, and Your we'll quarterback's bring, trash, but and, I mean, we'll bring, bring it in. even more aggressiveness to this show. Yeah. yeah. You know what? No one will ever join us on this show from a pro team ever, mainly by, because we literally, if we don't trash them, we trash a member of their team, and what's, it's going to be a PR nightmare. When anyone comes back and finds like episode four where I was like, I would rather fucking eat shit uh, and get my chest pissed on by a grown man then watch Eli Manning play another game of football. You know what I mean? Like, and then we're gonna be like, "Oh Jesus, damn, we can't go on there." This dude's <laughs> fucking talking shit on my quarterback. You know? So like, I mean, no one from the Giants is ever gonna come on. And, and, and if anything, that just makes Jalen Ramsey want to come on more. Like, because we're just bluntly honest. Yeah, and, like, I guess that's true. Um, I guess that's true. But no, with the preseason, you know, in the second half of the preseason, the last real game since a lot of the backups will be playing for roster spots next week. I want to go through. And just name some winners and losers, and if you want to, too. Not anyone from week to week. I'm not trying to name every single person from every single players. team. Players. Okay, got um, Players. But just situations and players that have looked good and looked bad consistently through these weeks. And, like, one of my winners, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett has looked like a beast. Uh, people think I am crazier about him. But just in this last game, 
two sacks, a safety, helped on a forced fumble, was consistently other times in Nick Foles' lap. And, you know, uh, with the rest of that defense and not being slum, he's going to be able to pressure the quarterback. I'm really looking forward to him. Um, almost all the rookie QBs, at least the mainstream ones, you know, Josh Allen had a way better second game. Josh way Rosen had a way game. better second game. And Josh Rosen is, <clears throat> I mean, listen, he, he doesn't have the numbers, right? And you can't see it on paper. His stats aren't crazy for these preseason games. But, and he had a much better second game than he did than he had the first. But you're looking at it, remember, he's he has a shitty-ass offensive line. I mean, it's pretty fucking pup, all things yeah. considered. So with what he's playing with, and he's got, like, one guy to throw the ball to, like, he's not really doing that bad, all things Baker considered. Baker Mayfield? Baker Mayfield, but the problem with Baker Mayfield is... He has to be doing this good because what's happening is Baker needs needs to prove it because he literally has phenomenal talent around him. And Sam Darnold. They've all looked really Sam good. Sam Darnold's looked great. Yeah. You know what I mean? Agreed. They look great. really good. Sam Darnold um, I'm actually the most impressed with. Frankly. Lamar Jackson has shown flashes, but I mean, he, he's not being consistently good. I know, flaccid. Flaccid, thinking about uh-huh. Dak's dick. Well, you're obsessed, <laughs> and you're not even a Cowboys fan. I don't know what to do with you. Um, oh, so, no, the rookie quarterbacks, for the most part, have looked really good. Miles Garrett, like I said, Christian McCaffrey has looked very solid to good so far this preseason. He should take over that number one back in the Carolina offense. I'm excited to see that. Um, and Juju Smith-Schuster, every week, is putting sure. up north of 50 yards or a touchdown, whatever's going on in the preseason. So You know what, the McCaffrey thing, too, just to get back to that. I don't think... I don't know that Christian McCaffrey has been necessarily playing better as they have just utilizing him better. That's very possible. I mean, I mean, I think he's going to be playing, being playing better nonetheless because of the fact that he was a rookie last year. You know, they were only playing him in certain situations and not utilizing him as much. But I think it's a good mixture because I think between that and him having that year under his belt, them utilizing him more them leaning on him more, he's just going to have a way better year than he did last year. Yeah. Um, Though, on the flip side, some losers, and there's two really big ones I want to talk about, is one is Nick Foles. He hasn't looked good. Um, I mean, he had that great postseason run last year, but before that, he wasn't that well. Eagle fans are now toting him as maybe he'll start over Wentz, which is just ridiculous, Um, and saying like how he's better than most other starting quarterbacks, and I'm just tired of hearing it. Um, I mean, I'm not looking for him to lose his job or go out there, but this is a nice wake-up for those Eagle fans because we're saying ridiculous statements like that and then having Nick Foles play as badly as as he has in this preseason without Carson Wentz there, even with, I mean, there have been a couple other players hurt, but with other starters and stuff like that, him not producing, him being outshined by their third-string quarterback, um, I'm worried... If I was an Eagles, I'll be. I'd be worried if I'm an Eagles fan at the beginning of the season, and because if Carson Wentz can't play when he first comes back, you know, if he can't start Week One of the first couple weeks, and you have to lean on Nick Foles, I don't know how many wins you're walking away with. Who would that be a? Uh, would that be an interesting situation? A little bit. And if Nick Foles does well, I mean that division. That division should be difficult, barring injury. You got the Giants, who are a lot better. Washington, who's gotten slightly better. Dallas is looking to rebound because of two years ago, and they'll have Zeke. So that division isn't going to be easy, and you can't avoid to give away games when a division is going to be difficult. So if Carson Wentz isn't ready to go at the beginning of the season, I want to know how much Nick Foles uh, is going to be in there. I think he's going to be. I, I think I he's going to he be. Is. I think we're I hearing hope a lot he is of just from a standpoint uh, of watching him. Yeah, yeah. I think we're hearing a lot of uh, trashy puppies doos. But uh, I, I don't think that yeah I don't think we have anything to worry about watching Carson Wentz go week one. But Sudfeld has looked a lot better in that backfield than Nick Foles has, so I'm interested to see what goes on there. And then just some unfortunate rookie injuries so far this preseason. Oh, like freaking hate it. We talked about Darius Geis. Isaiah Wynn went down for the Patriots oh, trying to no. rebuild that line. Deion Kane we talked about. Denzel Ward has gotten hurt. I don't know the extent of his injuries from t- a couple nights so ago. So crazy. But I mean, he hurt his back. Hayden Hurst who's having a great preseason. I know he's going to be missing three or four weeks. Stuff like that. And now You know, he's he's had a lot of playing time. Though. Yeah. I and mean, he's played more than But he won't be ready to go them. for the beginning of the season now. Right. I right. mean, and then Barkley hasn't been getting much because he's been having a right. nagging Nagy, injury. Yeah. You know, nothing serious. But still, we haven't got to see him as much as we would have liked to. So that's another thing that I feel like we're and losing And Eli kind of called him out a little bit. Not him specifically, but called out the situation saying, like, you know, he knows he's getting mental reps in. Which he's very good at. He did the same thing at Penn State. But 
he said that he's missing very, very, you know, crucial time right now with the team. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, that's just some of the things, um, like I said. Um, but there's there's been so much more going on. We wish we could get to it, but it is time for our NFL Rushmore since we're trying to wrap up this little fun thing Ooh. we're doing. And tonight, I have the Kansas City Chiefs and Detroit Lions. Kansas City Chiefs and Detroit Lions. Who do you have? I have the uh, Arizona Cardinals and Atlanta Falcons. Rock, paper, scissors? Rock, paper, scissors, it'll be. All right, you ready? Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Oh! Yeah, I didn't know anything. I'm going to take it first this time. But I'll give you the option. Should I go Team A or Team B? Wow. Uh, Team B. Team B. Team Boy. Team Boy. Team, team B boy. is the Detroit Lions. Oh, my favorite team on your list. And I only have one shout-out for you. And well, one honorable mention? One honorable mention. I have none on either of my lists. Um, Billy Sims. And the reason I say this for Detroit is because Billy Sims only played five years in the league because then he had a major knee injury and wasn't able to keep going. But in those five years that he played, he was the Offensive Rookie of the Year, had three Pro Bowls, two All-Pros, and in those five years averaged over 1,000 yards a year and eight touchdowns. So I feel like his career and he and and everything he would have done would have been more well known if he had not gotten a major knee injury after that. So for that I had to bring him up. Um, but starting off my top five Detroit Lions of all time, I'm going defensive back Lem Barney. Lem Barney, seven Pro Bowls, two All Pros, defensive rookie of the year, had 56 interceptions in his career. Um, One day play. He pl he played. I would have to recheck it because my number, my years are all mixed up when I was doing all this, all these re these research. I'm gonna steal a slice of this pizza. You could steal a slice of the pizza. It's fine. I mean, that's what the couch is for. Um, the couch contains many glorious mysteries. Right, and exciting. Like which which uh, cushion do you reach in and grab the pizza outside right. of? Um, he played for the Detroit Lions, 67 through 77. Okay. I was gonna say the 70s, but he played late 60s, so okay. I wanted to recheck it. Um, he was the interceptions leader in 1967. Um, but you know, he was an underrated player. Um, a lot of people don't know that name when I bring it up. Um, I just wanted to see if he was good enough to make the top five and he was. So he's my number five. Number four, quarterback Billy Lane. Okay. Um, six time pro bowler, seven time all pro, fifties all decade team, three time NFL champion. Funny you have Billy Lane because there might be another lane. Um, he had, tw he threw for 26,000 yards, not that much, but one thing that was a knock against him from being higher because those accolades are pretty great. Um, the reason he's only number four is because he only had 196 touchdown passes compared to 243 interceptions. Blech. So he had almost 50 more interceptions in his career than he did touchdowns. Um, Sounds like Archie Manning. So, I mean, you could knock him for that, but if the accolades, he had to be on the list. He just couldn't be above my number three, Night Train Lane. Boom, baby! Night Train was a little bit difficult because I don't like putting people on rosters if they didn't play at least a good bit of their career, if not, if not the majority. Um, but his whole career, he bounced between three teams, and they were all pretty much the same length. So he, I feel like he's eligible for any of those three teams. So seven-time Pro Bowler, seven-time All-Pro, 50s All-Decade team, 68 interceptions. He made the NFL's 75th All-Time team. Hmm. Okay, And then, of course, he has the record... The NFL record of four, most interceptions in the season with 14, which also happened to come during his rookie year. Okay. What man? So, Dick the Night Train Lane, number three. And now, as with will be with my other team, I'm sure you can name the top two players I'm thinking of for all-time Detroit Lions. Mm -hmm. um, but do you want to do you want to know the order? Because I've just like you flipped out on me last time because I had huh. you know AP above Randy Moss when it came to two three. Mm -hmm. You know I also I mean? was upset that you had uh, that you had Reggie White above Brian Dawkins. Yeah, well, I don't care how you feel about things. Just give me a list. So number two, Calvin Johnson. Listen, I wanted to put Calvin. I Johnson, appreciate. That. I wanted to put Megatron above him, but I'm I couldn't. Glad. You just couldn't. I'm glad like, you did that. Calvin Johnson, six-time Pro Bowler, four-time All-Pro. He has an NFL record for most receiving yards in a season. Okay, with. Just under 2,000. 1,964 yards. <coughs> and keep in mind, there's a guy that only played, what, six seasons? Uh, no, he played a couple more. Seven? He, uh, I want to say he played at least eight. Um, mm, okay. But what he played less than Barry Sanders. Everyone's like, oh, Barry would have been hands down the greatest if he didn't cut his career short. But he, Barry Sanders still played for ten years. 
You know what I mean? It's not like he only played six years, seven years. He played for ten years, which is about average, if not pretty good for a running back. Mm-hmm. Um, so he might have ended up the hands down best if he didn't cut it when, short. And, and he played it, and he did it during a time when running backs were utilized substantially yeah, more in the NFL than they are now. But um, <clears throat> no, Calvin Johnson, six time Pro Bowler, uh, had 731 catches for 11,618 yards and 83 touchdowns. He was the only guy. What, what made me so upset? He, was, he still, was the only guy that was trending to beat Jerry Rice's all time record. Yeah. He, and, he was still he was still trending up. He was still in his prime. He could have did a with lot more. Matt Stafford. And, he didn't have Joe Montana yeah. or Steve Young. He he left, which breaks my heart. But it is what it is. And he's number two. So number one, of course, is Barry Sanders. Sure. Ten years in the league, offensive rookie of the year, four-time rushing uh, leader, ten-time Pro Bowler, ten-time All-Pro, MVP once, '90s All-Decade team, you know, two-time Offensive Player of the Year. Um, it's just so many. So many accolades. You have to get them all in there. He is who you think of when you think of the Detroit Lions. Like we've, like we've already established, he's in the talk for the greatest running back of the year, or of the year, of all time, you know, and a lot of people argue if he didn't cut his career short because he apparently left in his prime as well, that he would have been hands down the best. Now he's just in consideration. But 15,000, over north of 15,000 yards, 99 touchdowns uh, running, and almost 3,000 yards, 10 touchdowns receiving. He is the Detroit Lions, so he is number one. Yeah. I wanted to put Megatron, but I couldn't. I'm glad you did that, because I was scared you were going to do the typical Lacey and, and do some, Fuck do you, some fucking Lacey. crazy. I, I do it the right way. Okay. Okay. I do this shit the right way. Unlike you. <clears throat> oh, I'm about to do a lot of things the wrong way with one of these lists. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to label my lists here just so, that, uh, just so that you don't think that I messed this up. So I'll let you also pick B, A or B. Um, I will pick... C. No, I'm kidding. I will pick, since you picked B, I'll pick A. A, okay, we're going with the Arizona Cardinals. Ooh, okay. So the Arizona Cardinals, I kept both lists pretty relevant to more current time. But the uh, Arizona Cardinals has a little bit of a throwback on it. Uh, But we'll get there. Starting off my list at number five in the Arizona Cardinals. Currently, the leader of the Arizona Cardinals secondary, in my opinion, uh, one of the uh, one of the greatest safeties that or the greatest safeties greatest corners that I've seen play the game, and keep in mind that he's only 27 years old, so uh, 28 years old maybe. That's an awful lot so, of phrase, uh, but I think I know where you're going with this. That is number five, and that is Patrick, Patrick Peterson. Peterson. Yeah, Patrick Peterson, seven-time Pro Bowl. Uh, he's a Pro Bowler every year. He's been in the league. Uh, again, which is saying the, something. You yeah, know what I mean, yeah, he's he's a listen. He is the. He is the beating heart of that defense, uh, who at ti- which at times has had some great players, uh, still does, you know. But Patrick Peterson certainly being the uh, certainly being the backbone of that defense currently. Moving right along to number four, I'm going to get done this because I want to play a game after all this stuff. Ooh, okay, you're coming up with a game. Bit. I like this. All right. So um, number four, Anquan Bolden. Really? Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Anquan Bolden. When he entered the league, won Rookie of the Year. He was a Walter Payton Man of the Year award winner. He's a six-time Pro Bowler. And uh, at one time, uh, paired with Kurt Warner, when Kurt Warner played in, uh, played in Arizona for a few years, three or four years, he uh, you know, was certainly the heart of that offense, you know, and he was the number one target. So uh, Anquan Bolden. And frankly, there just wasn't a ton, unless I went back significantly, you know, there wasn't a, gr- a ton of... Just wildly phenomenal standout Arizona Cardinals that I found, uh, and and being and watching Anquan Bolden play certainly I was partial. So Anquan Bolden number four, number three, Aeneas Williams. Thank God, thank God. <clears throat> so Aeneas Williams, I, I almost wanted to put him two, frankly, I really really did, um, but Aeneas Williams, uh, eight time Pro Bowler, uh, Bart Star, uh, Bart Star Award winner. Uh, Aeneas Williams on the list of all-time corners, you know, you can put him top 15, top 10. Uh, you know, Aeneas Williams was the shutdown corner before Darrell Revis created an island. So uh, Aeneas Williams certainly defensively, when you think about that team all-time defensively, Aeneas Williams is, is hands down their greatest defensive player ever. So uh, had to put him on the list. My number one was super easy. Two and three were hard because these could have got tossed back and forth, specifically because of the length that the number two played there. Hold on. I'm just glad you had Aeneas Williams on your team because the way you were talking earlier, I was afraid he wasn't even going to be there. Oh, no. Right? And I'm like, dude, you got to get Aeneas Williams on there because... And then I was like, I was throwing stuff out at you because I just didn't want you to leave him off, so I'm glad you didn't. Continue. Yeah, no doubt. Number two, Kurt Warner. 
So Kurt Warner only played there three full seasons um, in Arizona. Took him to playoffs two out of those three years, okay? You know, he had a 4,700-yard passing year. I mean, he had phenomenal stats while he was in Arizona. Uh, he helped put Arizona on the map to the extent of, uh, you know, going back-to-back -back playoff wins his last two seasons there. Helped attract talent to the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, helped attract coaching talent to the Arizona Cardinals. He put them in a good place to build on from the future, which is where he left them. And phenomenal quarterback all time. So, uh, you know, Kurt Warner certainly had to be on there. Hall of Famer. So, number one. Kurt, wait, how long did Kurt Warner play there? Three years. Three years. 2005, 2000, no, four years, 2005, 2006, 2007, 2008. All right. I guess you go, I'm sorry, you always hear the discontent in my voice. And it's not Number one. Kurt Warner. Number one. Who should be a first ballot Hall of Famer. Probably will be the only first ballot Hall of Famer Arizona Cardinal in recent memory. And I that's... Larry Fitzgerald. I was say, it only could be one person since you do not have Ellis <laughs> on that list. I'm like, yeah, Larry Fitzgerald. Listen, 11 time Pro Bowler. Uh, I mean, again, another guy who's just a great guy. He's another Drew Brees, man. He really is. He's won every freaking distinguishable award almost known to man in the NFL. Uh, he's went to 11 Pro Bowls, has helped that team through thick and thin, has been there when they needed him. I will never forget. I will never, ever forget the playoffs uh, where the Green Bay Packers were facing the Arizona Cardinals. Aaron Rodgers keeps us in the game with two Hail Marys in the same game. I remember uh, this game. This is a good game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Coming down to overtime. The Packers. Coming into overtime, okay? It was like fourth and fourth and eight or something, right? Uh, maybe it was like third and eight. And they were going for it, obviously. And you know, you knew they were airing the ball out. We, got, we put a little bit of pressure down there on Carson Palmer at the time. And he dumps a little dump ball. To Larry Fitzgerald. And he takes it all the way down. And the down. dude takes it like 65 fucking yards to like the six-yard line. Uh, they score a touchdown, win the game. Um, and man, that was, was I freaking pissed. That was a great play. Oh, I mean, that's God. That's in my head, that's like one of the most iconic Larry Fitzgerald plays that I can think of. Can I add on to that just a little bit? No. That game... Miguel, or my cousin Miguel, has a thing for calling like predictions, and he's like, "Here's where Aaron Rodgers throws a hail mary to, you know, tie it up or whatever." And sure enough, the play it happens. Okay, I'm like, "I fucking hate you, Miguel." Arizona needs to win this game, and then right after that, you de detailing what happens exactly happened, and I was very glad with the outcome. Uh, but brutal. It was it but, was insane, heart pounding. Oh yeah, phenomenal playoff game. Prior to that, too, Aaron Rodgers' first playoff appearance, uh, he goes up against the Arizona Cardinals in one of the highest-scoring playoff games in the history of the NFL. Both teams combined to score like 96 points. Uh, it was completely ridiculous, and uh, he threw an interception to, uh, to close out that game. But at any rate, <clears throat> so screw you, Arizona Cardinals, but if I didn't say screw you, Larry Fitzgerald's your number one uh, all-time player for sure. I love that Larry Fitz is number one. I'm glad you have Aeneas Williams on that list. I don't know about Kurt Ward being that high. Come on. And Cole Bolden, but it's your list. It's your list. It's whatever. So going to my other team, I'm doing the Kansas City Chiefs. And I, I didn't necessarily rush the Detroit Lions, but I'm not going to take as much time. I didn't take as much time with them as I am going to do the Chiefs because there's a lot of people. So shout out to Dante Hall. Uh, Dick Vermeil and Christian Okoye because I'm going to get shit, but he's not on my top five. Mm. Okay, so number five is the only tie on the list, and it is Priest Holmes and Jamal Charles. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So, I mean, Priest Holmes, three Pro Bowls, three All-Pros, one Offensive Player of the Year. Jamal Charles, four Pro Bowls, three All-Pros. Holds the record for averaging the most yards a carry in his career with 5.4 um, throughout his whole career. I can't believe this. Um. Priest Holmes, 8,172 rushing yards with 86 touchdowns. Jamal Charles, 7,556 rushing yards with 44 touchdowns. But the very comparable. Priest Holmes played a little bit longer. Um, I felt like they both had to be there. Number four, Len Dawson okay. of the Kansas City Chiefs. One Super Bowl, Super Bowl MVP, a Pro Bowl, three-time AFL champion, four-time uh, all-AFL all team, one-time AFL MVP. Very big name for them, and a big three that I want to get to. 
Number three. You want to take a guess? No. You want to take a guess the position? Uh, the position? Yeah. Number three? Yeah. Defensive back. Offensive line. Oh, my God. Number Get three, out of here. Will Shields. Ooh, Will Shields. Okay. All right. time Pro Bowl, okay. seven-time All-Pro. Yeah, Pro, yeah. I forgot about Will Shields. All-Decade team. Walter wow. Payton, Man of the Year recipient. Okay. Yeah, Will Shields. Damn, I forgot about Will Shields. Shit. Listen, I know you give shit for my offensive lineman love. No, but shame I picked, on me. I picked no, the I ones that, if, if I'm picking offensive linemen, they, they're one of the best to ever play the game, especially at that time. Will Shields is one of them. Greatest offensive lineman ever for the Kansas City Chiefs. He's number three. I wrote these top two down, which I'm sure you can guess who the top two are. I wrote the top two down, and now, while I'm doing the show, I'm going to flip the order of them. Oh! All right! So, number two... <laughs> Just so that I don't get pissed off because you're an idiot? Just kidding, go on. Number two, and you can't say I show bias even though half the time I want to. Number two, Derek Thomas. Okay. Derek Thomas okay. I had written down as number one because of my bias and looking uh, at the numbers and okay. watching them play... He is number two, nine Pro Bowls, six All-Pros, Defensive Rookie of the Year, 90s All-Decade Team, Walter Payton Man of the Year, record for seven, holds a record for seven sacks in a game. I have a lot of record breakers on the, tonight's episode. 642 tackles, 126 and a half sacks, 41 forced fumbles. One of the greatest front seven defenders that I've ever seen play, um, especially growing up. Derek Thomas was an absolute beast. Um, very underrated player. A lot of people over... I won't say overlooked, but he gets lost in the shuffle of a lot of good players that have come. Um, but my number one is Tony Gonzalez. I mean, 14 Pro Bowls, 10 All-Pros, 2000s All-Decade team, who I think is the greatest tight end to ever play the game. Um, and he, if you don't even agree with that, you can at least argue that he's in that consideration. Sure. But I think he's, he's the there. best tight end to ever play the game, more than Shannon Sharp, more than Antonio Gates, more than Kellen Winslow when people argue that, um, even over my own Jason Witten. Tony Gonzalez is number one as Chiefs and tight ends in general. 1,300 catches, 15,000 yards. Now I'm rounding here, and 111 touchdowns. Okay? Um, he will, he should be, and I swear to God if he's not, I will have a living fit on the episode that it happens if he's not a first ballot hall of famer oh he should be. tony gonzalez it doesn't happen with tight ends though tony gonzalez number one in chiefs tight ends and in my heart big man wow number one kansas city chief okay good list yeah i dig it yeah i dig it that was good I don't want to give a lot of shit because I want to blitz my list super fast because we've only got like 10 and or 12 minutes. And you want to play a game, apparently. I want to play a super quick game. So, um, uh, Atlanta Falcons. Keeping it relevant for the sake of... I can't wait to hear you For the sake of my sanity, I'm keeping it relevant to all players that everyone listening is going to know the name of. Okay? Number five, Matt Ryan. What? All right, all right, all right. All relevant players. All right. Number five, Matt Ryan. Listen, while he's not... Overrated. While he's overrated. Listen, I agree with you. While he's overrated. While he is actually overrated. I'm with you 100%. He's he's captain and consistent to some degree. Uh, You can say that he's been a product when he's had great coordinators. Uh, But listen, Matt Ryan, at the end of the day, gets a job done. He's not getting replaced in Atlanta. He is a franchise quarterback. And uh, they're hard to find. And, uh, you know, I, I think he's had a lot of great weapons. I think that's contributed to it. But Matt Ryan's number five. Number four, Roddy White. Roddy White, four-time I Pro Bowler. I love Roddy White. You just you named my night. You can't not you love Roddy White. You just named my night, Roddy White. You can't not love Roddy White. Roddy, Roddy White. Oh, I love you so much right so, now. Uh, so Roddy White, number four. You should take that because you don't number hear that three. often from me. Number three. I'm saving this episode. Uh, number three, Julio Jones. Ooh, <clears throat> only number three? Okay, mm-hmm. okay. I have two people ahead of Julio okay. Jones. One on a raw technicality. Uh, the other, I think, is a clear front runner ahead of Julio Jones. Uh, but Julio Jones, you can argue, is the best receiver in, the, in, in football right now, and uh, you know has been an Atlanta Falcon since getting drafted in. And uh, I think Atlanta wants to keep it that way. So uh, you know we'll see some contract talks come. But uh, at any rate, Julio Jones, number two on the technicality that they drafted him. Oh, here I know where you're going already. Deion Sanders. Deion Sanders. Prime time. How many years was he there? Oh, through his rookie contract, four. Hmm. I wouldn't put him on my list. Continue. Okay, well, listen. They drafted him. They brought him into the league, baby. You know who else they, dra- they drafted? They, they drafted fostered. Aaron Rodgers. They drafted Brett Favre. They did draft Brett Favre. And That's y- true. Is he on your list? No. No. So, continue. But the difference is Brett Favre didn't start. He, he his first pass he threw to himself. Oh, that's true. How many true. Falcons and have that done that? Awesome. How many Falcons that was have done that? That was fucking great. At any rate, um, 
I'm going to rant on that about that. So, anyway, Deion Sanders, number two on technicality. Number one leaves my man, the dog fighter himself, Mike Vick. So, Michael Vick, number one. Listen, watching Michael Vick play football in Atlanta is, is the most magical thing of all time. Um, Michael Vick, uh, you know, leads. He has two records, both of them for rushing by a quarterback. One all-time rushing yards by a quarterback. And second, all-time rushing yards by a quarterback in a single season. So, um, uh, yeah, Mike Vick's the man. Mike Vick. Mr. Atlanta, and uh, I love uh, I love me some Michael Vick in Atlanta. Listen, this might be actually, just off the top of my head, my favorite list that you've done so far. Ooh, wow, just the because one, Roddy White? No, that's a big part of it, though. <laughs> I mean, off the top of and my because head. no one else was ahead Listen, of Matt Ryan? For the most part, you got the order down correctly. I mean, I would have to do my own research, and maybe, I don't know if there's any older players off the top of my head that there I would are. have to there throw in there. Well, I mean, not that weren't good, but that would be on the list, you know, hands down. But for the players you did have there, I can't really argue with the order. Maybe Dion a little too high, but that's my own stipulation with years. But I love that you had, obviously, um, Roddy White on there. Hell and yeah. I, I do agree that your number one has to be your number one. You yeah, know, Because um, sure. good or bad, he was electrifying to watch there almost his whole career. Brought seats to Atlanta. I was rooting for Atlanta when he was there. Oh, my God. Was, Who was? Yeah. So I think it was a great list. Props. Good. Props. Awesome. Appreciate it. Thanks. So, there it is. So list's over. What's this game you want to play? <clears throat> All right. So the game's an interesting one. Okay. So the game's an interesting one. Um, shamelessly stolen a little bit from a combo of some people that I've heard talking uh, you know, throughout the course of the past couple weeks here. But the list is going to be pretty easy. It's going to highlight some quarterbacks. Okay. So we're going to talk quarterback. And what I want to give you is I want to give you three categories of quarterback. Okay. And I want you to put, let's go a max of... A max of three, but if you only think if you can only think one or two, that's fine. That list is going to be section number one is going to be first ballot Hall of Famers quarterbacks quarterbacks okay playing today. So playing today right now, first ballot Hall of Famers. Okay. Number two are people that are not first ballot Hall of Famers will get votes and will get in. Okay. okay. Eventually, at some point in time, or, or you know, you feel will. Okay. The other list is quarterbacks that are playing today that have no chance, not getting votes, not getting in, no way, no how. Starter like good, today. Good quarterbacks, but they're not going to get in. Starter today. Because I can name a bunch of shitty quarterbacks. Starter today. Okay. Starter today, not getting in, no way, no how. Eh -eh. And like a legit starting quarterback, like don't use Josh McCown. You know what I'm saying? Like, so. But yeah, yeah, but like, I don't know if he's going to be on my list, but hypothetically, if I'm talking like Philip Rivers. Sure. Very good Perfect. stats and yes. stuff like that. Great. But... Matt Stafford would be, you know, okay. would be my okay. example in that case, right? So, you know, things like that, I, I think would be it. So. All right. Do, so you, there we go. do you have a list for this or are you just getting mine here? I could, if you want my feedback, I could, I could go with it. If you, if you so, want to do yours really quick, because I'm almost done, but short notice. But no, 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 that's fine. Listen, let, let's go through yours, and then I'll go through and maybe add on or remove. Okay. So, All right, so let's start. You want to start Hall of Famers? Sure. Let's First Hall, ballot okay, Hall no, of Famers. Okay, First ballot Hall of Famers. I have two. Um, I feel, okay. Tom Brady. Sure, of course. I mean, that's the gimme. Drew Brees. What? Listen, listen, listen. And we... This is crazy. I didn't this know you were going to do this as a game, but we talked about it a little bit before. But Drew Brees, I feel like, yeah, he only has the one Super Bowl, but he the stats, and it's, it's because he played a longer career, and he's still playing, okay? So it's going to get it on. But I, there's people that talk about him being the greatest quarterback, people making that argument to be the greatest quarterback ever, with him only having one Super Bowl. Who's making that argument? I know. Who is saying that? I know quite a few people. Who said, name one person. Dustin, who has former intern. Okay, name one person that has relevance. Damn you, Dustin. Um, that has, no, seriously, come on, nobody, no analyst, no, no one is calling Drew Brees the greatest quarterback of all Listen, time. Listen, this is my list, right? I didn't say I was calling him the greatest of all time. Fucking ridiculous. You know, I'm that's just saying, that's the way, I've thing, heard people right? talk that. So, Aaron Rodgers is not wise, on I can number see one all time. I, listen, if I was given a vote, I would put him in there, but I'm not given a fucking vote, and you can argue for the same reason that he wouldn't be. He is on my Hall of Fame list, but argue, uh, he's not necessarily number one because we talk about his talent level all the time and how great he is and arguably the most talented quarterback to ever play, okay? But with all that, he's only been to the Super Bowl once. He's only won the Super Bowl once. And when you're talking about that kind of talent and to only get there so far, now granted, 
he's still going to play some years, okay? And that could easily be higher numbers by the time it's done. And like I said, if it was my own personal vote, he would be a lock. But we talk about who else could be in that class, who might be more deserving at that time, who's been waiting to get in. And if he walks away with only one Super Bowl appearance and victory, okay, he's not necessarily number one lock. He is on my Hall of Fame list, but not right away. Okay, so I agree with your list. Add Aaron Rodgers, and that's my list. Okay. Hall of Fame. I could actually arguably add one more person. The three I had there, because we're going max three, is Aaron Rodgers. Okay. Eli Manning, even though I don't like Eli Manning, because he has two Super Bowls to his name. You know, I think he'll eventually get in because he's part of good teams. But I do think it's because of that defense and the running games that he's had. And then Ben Roethlisberger. Okay. I'm not sold sold that he's a number one because of the same thing, who might be in the class and stuff like that. But he has two Super Bowls. They're both still playing. They both could walk away with another one. So I think they'll both get in, just maybe not first ballot. My list would be, because Rodgers would be my number one list, Mm -hmm. my list would be on eventual Hall of Fame. Uh, I'd have Ben Roethlisberger. Okay. I would have Russell Wilson. I agree with Russell Wilson. I still have to see a little bit more, but I can agree with it as of right now. I would have Russell Wilson, and I would have Phillip Rivers. Really? Phillip Rivers? I think he gets in. I think Philip Rivers gets I think snubbed. Eli Manning gets in as well. I really do. I just don't want to put him on the list because I disdain him. Philip Rivers gets snubbed. He's a, a better quarterback than people give him credit for. I think he could be one of those people that has the numbers but doesn't really get the accolades to go with it, whether it's the MVPs or the Super Bowls or anything, and he would have been a very productive quarterback for a long period of time but never gets in. Okay. So, I, I can see that happening too. Yeah. I really do. So I agree with the whole Philip Rivers st- sentiment. I didn't really get a chance to write down any more since we, we started this. We didn't have enough time. Starters I'm, right now not I'm, getting I'm in. I'm quick really going through. Let, let, me, let me blitz a couple right. to you, okay? Uh, Philip Rivers, does he get in or no? No. I think he's borderline. Matt Stafford, does he get in or no? No. Ooh. No. Absolutely Matt not. Matt Ryan, does he get in or no? No. No. Cam Newton. No. No, 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 because no. you can't give me the things ben, that they're you're getting all fired up right out of, now. Out of those ones, Damn, out of those ones that you up. asked if they're getting in, how many Super Bowls do they have between, amongst the four of them? Uh, Phillips, Ryan, one. Cam, and who was the Matt other one? Ryan. Matt Ryan, Cam, Phillip Rivers, and you named someone else. Uh, Russell Wilson. No, that's, no, you said Russell Wilson on your second list. Yeah. Who's the other person that named? Doesn't matter. Anyway. Okay, cool. Who's who has the one Super Bowl? The person I didn't name. Yeah, I don't remember who the fuck name. Uh, I was gonna say who the fuck like, did I just name that has one Super Bowl? I I didn't think any of them did. That's why I was bringing it up. I'm like, you just named four quarterbacks. None of them have a Super Bowl. And you didn't say when did you say Russell Wilson? You didn't say Russell Wilson. Yes, I did. I you said him and I agreed with you that he could be. But in he wasn't on your list. No, but you he's on yours and I said I agreed with you. So I didn't just say Russell Wilson on your not list. You're confusing the shit. Okay. All right. So anyway, maybe, maybe those four. No, I said Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford. He and that's incorrect. He does either. not have a Super Bowl. Yeah. No, no, so no. between okay. the four, none of them have Super Bowls. True. Okay. And I feel like Akarat. Unless unless you have premier stats that you were arguably the best at your position, if you don't have a Super Bowl, you're not getting in. I'm sorry. And none, none of those quarterbacks are in those premier that we were talking about, Drew Brees or something like that. Okay. And they don't have a Super Bowl, so they're not getting in. As of right now, it's not happening. I'm sorry. Really quick. Because we're talking when their career ends, right, obviously. Andrew Luck. Right now, I say no. I want to. Trust me. We gush about his talent, especially me. But he has no Super Bowl. He, when he was playing, he had no one around him. Who knows if he's going to, if he's going to come back to his normal level, okay? And then there's, we're still talking about these other quarterbacks. Carson Wentz is coming up, Deshaun, uh, Deshaun Watson's coming up. Marcus Mariota. No. What? No. I don't know. No, 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 no. I'm no, just no, no. Like crazy. I'm just now you're getting like me hyped up. No. No. Fair, Fair. okay. Right. No. So quick for the last minute and a half before we sign off, you wanted me to bring it up, and I remembered we were going over greatest defensive backs and shut down corners of all time, and you were having a problem with some of the people higher Holy than some of the others. Fuck. Do you want to do a quick 30 second rant? No, the only thing I'm pissed off about is that, again, Darrell Revis was like fucking 17th on these lists against all these old was, ass, like Night Train. Like, you've got all these old. He was old 17 <clears throat> on the all DB team. Yeah. Okay, that's still and he garbage. And like eight or nine on shutdown corners. Eight or nine shutdown corners is still trash. I mean, because the problem is you have all these old corners, okay? In a game where you ran the ball 70% of the time, past 30, right? No one, I swear no one doing this list watched fucking Darrell Revis play this fucking game. Dude, the guy legit, it was called Revis Island for a fucking reason, damn it. 
literally the dude was on a fucking island by himself in a time when you passed 70% of the time, ran the ball 30% of the time. He was a fucking monster. God damn it, that's bullshit. He as, should be top three. As you were arguing he compared be to other three. DBs they had higher who played in a time where it was mostly running. Yeah, like Ty Law was higher. And I love fucking Ty Law, but he's not as good. Raw talent, Ty Law is not as good as Raw Remus. There is no way. I, no I do one's agree telling that me he should have been higher on both lists. I do agree. Um, Deion Sanders. Jim Bailey was number six on both lists. I do believe he's definitely top five in my opinion on both lists um but i mean names were tossed around a lot and it was a very fun article it was fun to see you get heated and i mean i agree for the most part um darrell revis above champ bailey you personally yeah absolutely 100 percent. i mean i have no problem with you saying that just on my champ would be in my my list on my personal list i have champ but say good night to the people drew (sighs) good night everybody all right we're glad to finally be back and we had fun we'll see you for the next episode night everyone look at my tits whoa Tune in next time and score some points with the Couch Coaches.